always a bridesmaid. Great Aunt Tildy always said she wanted to be a bride. We thought she was going nuts in her old age. Turns out she had a deal going with the preacher. Not Reverend Jim. I'm talking about old Codger Lewis down in the swamp bottoms, the one everyone just called preacher. Codger had one blue eye and one brown one. Least he did before that raccoon took out the blue one, which is why he looked half crazed and everyone said he was insane, except Great Aunt Tildy. Great Aunt Tildy dropped dead on a Tuesday, two days before Cousin Lizzie's wedding. Grandmother Lily and her sisters decided not to waste the flowers or the food. They scheduled Tildy's funeral for the evening after the wedding. Smart choice, considering it was the hottest July on record and old Doc Smith wasn't the best at embalming. So there we were, at the church, all dressed in our Sunday finery. The Thursday sun streamed through the stained glass, painting rainbows across the chapel. William Rutherford, the groom, fidgeted at the altar, nervous as a cat in a leaky rowboat. Old Mrs. Wilson tootled the organ, treating us to the same hymn prelude she'd played for every occasion for the last fifty years. Great Aunt Tildy rested in her coffin in the Sunday school room. Cousin Lizzie primped in the bathroom, waiting for her grand entrance. The ancient cooling system puffed and wheezed, trying to keep up with the rising temperature. Reverend Jim beamed at the congregation, swaying back and forth in time to Mrs. Wilson's rendition of Onward Christian Soldiers. The Reverend had obviously partaken of the sacramental wine and a few other spirits that morning. As long as he could still say the right words, Grandmother Lily let it slide. Aunt Marion, the mother of the bride, finally entered, bustling to her seat on the very front row. She adjusted her fussy blue hat, her fat little mouth pinched in a smile of smug satisfaction. Lida Thompson Rutherford, mother of the groom, returned the smile with a grimace. How two feuding families had managed to arrange a wedding was beyond my twelve-year-old understanding. I sweated in the choir loft with the other nine choir boys. We had a perfect view of the congregation from our perch on one side of the chapel. Pleasant Green's church was built over a hundred and fifty years ago by three drunken Scotchmen, brothers with their own ideas of how a church should be built. It wasn't orthodox, but it was ours and it was solid with Scottish know-how and hard work. Jimmy Duncan flapped his choir robe, creating a slight breeze and stirring the dust. We giggled and poked each other. I wish she'd hurry up. I'm dying of heat stroke. Frankie Tucker tugged his robe away from his neck. Weddings are boring. Buford Radley rolled his eyes and punched Jimmy in the arm. Mrs. Wilson dropped the military march mid-chorus. She slammed into the opening chords of the wedding march. All ten of us boys craned our necks to see the grand entrance of Cousin Lizzie and her wedding due. The double doors crashed open. Everyone stifled screams, except drunk Reverend Jim and blind Mrs. Wilson, at the apparition lurching into the chapel. Great Aunt Tildy, sagging in her blue Sunday dress, shambled up the aisle. Cousin Lizzie's white veil trailed from her sculpted white hair. The bridal bouquet wilted in her tightly clenched fists. She's dead, ain't she? Frankie whispered. <laughs>